Welcome to episode 8 of Bantabit with your hosts Androva and Rushka GG. Good evening, I guys. I weird to call myself Rushka GG because then I'm just Rushka, but it's my gamer tag. Like with you, it's Androva Zede, but like, yeah. I also know you as Androva, so it's always awkward for me. But anyway, we're happy to be back. Well, I'm happy to be back. Are you happy to be back? I'm happy to be back. Sorry, we've been on a, an extended break, guys, but uh, life's been lifing and... I guess we've been doing exciting stuff as well. Rushka hosted an invitational again, her annual Women's Day or Women's Month invitational. Uh, I actually want to talk about that, Rushka, if uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Um, this wasn't the annual one, so the annual one happens in March. Okay, I f- International lied. Women's Day. <laughs> and then um, I usually do something more com- community-based around August, September side. So I guess this is my this was my annual community based thing, um, which happened to be during South African Women's Month, and um, that sort of inspired me to do something around the two charities, uh, the Sarki Bartman Center for Women and Children and Rape Crisis, um, where we invited forty streamers to play around a bunch of rounds of hunt together. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but you invite 40 people thinking that, you know, only 20 are going to attend because people are busy and they have lies and stuff. Um, the fact that like 38 said yes, and obviously there were people that couldn't make it on the day, so it ended up being like 35 on the Saturday. It's still pretty amazing. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a big number. It's a big amount of people mm, to do for sure. one little get together on one day. Um, meant a lot to me. And... Yeah, I, I think everyone had fun. The feedback that I got in general was that they want to do it again and it was a lot of fun, which makes me happy. The fact that people got two days funds for charity and, you know, just have a good time overall. Because that's obviously one thing as an event organizer that you worry about is making sure that everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, while reaching the goal. Yeah. Um, so that to me was the success of the event, was reaching the donor goal of, Almost reaching the donor goal, it was fifty thousand. I think it was we made like forty eight or something. Yeah, we were very, very um, close. Yeah. Well, I can um, tell you, on behalf of myself and a lot of other streamers who in, who were involved, um, we definitely had a good time, and the event was a breath of fresh air because I think a lot of the time when we have stream invitationals or uh, fundraising events, whatever it is, um, a lot of the time the games that people used to like accelerate these events are very you're very mainstream competitive games your apex your valorant your overwatch mm. um which is not to say we don't like to see that but it was very nice to try something different that not a lot of us had experience in and where the skill ceiling wasn't so intense as well like i didn't go in, into that event as a person who, who hadn't played an extensive amount of hunt before and say oh damn you know like I'm just here for the lols because I know I'm not going to get kills or whatever it is. Like, I'm not going to be able to participate in my full. Um, mm. And I, I think you really, really brought the community together. And it's sad because I think it's kind of like it's died down a little bit now. But um, I played in the build up to the event. I played Hunt with a lot of streamers I hadn't played games before. Nick and I were talking about it. Nicholas Van Jay and myself were talking about it saying we have known each other for about two years now we've spoken to each other like in real life all of that but we'd never actually interacted on stream in a gaming space together and hunt let us do that and let us continue doing that afterwards as well 
Um, it makes me so happy to you. No, for real. Like I, I want to say I like reinforced some good relationships during that event. I think we all had fun. Like just looking, I went back to look at some people's vods and everything, and the use of proximity chat in the game was so. <laughs> it was such a fun one, and I mean even with the um like limitation that Han couldn't create custom lobbies or whatever it is, we still made it work. When we when we found our other South Africans, our other friends. We were very excited and you know it was like a it was like a witch hunt you know it's like oh who am i gonna find mm. next who's coming after me who am i gonna teabag when they kill when i kill them or vice versa um and yeah. it brought like it brought that really fun side of competitiveness together and i think it also reminded me why i enjoy playing games um and it's not just for the game itself it's for the people like um I, I i chat with the people the friends i make um and all the interactions those little interactions you have within the game as well mm. so definitely like it makes me so happy that makes me so happy to hear i didn't yeah. get to experience any of that because i was stressed out of my mind <laughs> like you know running the event itself um and i unfortunately didn't get a chance to look at any of the vods because then i was dealing with off the event admin mm. and uh, um but i'm really glad to hear that actually well just know i think when you do this next year round again, you're definitely going to have a big uptake um, and you're going to have people extremely keen to join in. Um, and I think even more so the fact that it's for a good cause. I think we very often are always streaming. I don't want to say for selfish reasons, you know, um, but we are streaming like for ourselves and our communities, whereas an event like this brings us together, brings the greater community together. And there's a lot of mingling, mixing of communities. You learn more about other people, their communities. And it's mm. a good way to help us collectively grow. Mm. Um, just on that, like, I just want to touch on why it's so important for content creators, gaming content creators themselves to run events. Mm. And why we as streamers and gamers are the perfect people to run events is because we know the community. We know what yeah. games are relevant. Yeah. Um, or relevant enough to make a success when you mm. get like an org or something and trying to do it. If they're not getting a bunch of gamers on board with consulting and that, then it's they they're not gonna make the streamers happy. Yeah. Um I've been in a lot of these tourneys and events and stuff where they just miss the mark on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um so basically what I'm saying is I'm hoping to see more content creators and more streamers uh run more events on their own. Because you really you are the most, uh, what's the opposite of out of touch? You are the most in touch when it comes to what people want, what your viewers want, yes. and what other creators want. Um, yes. Yeah. And I, I think people use me as a little use case to, as to why they should absolutely do it as well. Yeah. And I mean, we've, we, the two of us, have been talking about this a lot lately regarding like some IRL events, some other tournaments, invitationals, etc., and saying that we get very frustrated when the brands up at the top organizing these events don't come to us and ask for our input and they just use us as like money meals or whatever it is you know where it's you're the focal mm. point you're what's bringing the crowds that's all you need to be you know and it's no we actually have a lot more to offer on top of like what you said we know what people want to see like not to say the mm. brands don't necessarily know but we're on the ground we're talking to these people daily we're interacting with mm -hmm. them daily we know what they like to see, what they don't like to see, what they're tired of seeing. Um, yeah. Use use that, man. Like the 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 success of event is the success of an event can only go so far when you're saying, "Boom, we're bringing these streamers to do this thing." 
because if we're not enjoying it if we're like having our own little fights amongst it you know if there's already like a bad air amongst us around it it's very difficult for us to then pour our hearts into it and say we're 100 percent like behind this um yeah. and our communities can see that you know it's the same thing as when we're talking about like doing campaigns and stuff and knowing when you're connecting with the brand you're doing a campaign with or if you're just selling out because there's a price tag behind it um mm -hmm. our communities can tell as well they can they can tell like are you having fun during this event are you you know enjoying yourself their enjoyment comes from our enjoyment essentially um yeah so i don't know it's it's something we keep shouting from the rooftops like involve us we want to give input we want to help you make this a, this a successful event and it seems like the more we say it the more it's being ignored you know and it's like at some point we're gonna want to stop like um participating in these events because it's just another run of the mill oh this team versus that team oh things might be unbalanced oh we're doing this game all over again etc etc you know and this isn't to throw shade where there's none to be thrown i mean this episode is probably going to be released a week or two after the valorant za invitational um and that's completely different like that's there was a purpose behind that the organizers behind it knew what they were doing they did it really mm -hmm. well i think everybody who participated can say they had a good time um mm -hmm. but there are some other events ongoing and that have happened in the past and that are coming up where we're gonna see the same you know same different day and mm -hmm. we're gonna do it because we've been asked to but ugh, you know are we gonna enjoy it we're doing something out of obligation or whatever whereas with the valorant invitational i genuinely wanted to join because there was already this hype around the launch of the valorant servers in yeah South africa and that and then obviously with a tag like acgl because i've only ever had good experiences with them so i really trust Same. this org to you know run a, run a good event um and then just the overall wholesomeness of mm. like, my teammates and other creators that were involved it was just overall a, a good experience for yeah. me as a new Valorant player and we do we do want to come out of these events with these good memories these good feelings because then it it compounds and it snowballs onto the next one you know um and yeah i guess that's our little two cents on it here so just on that, like the exploitation of, of content creators and streamers and that, that was one of my biggest worries also with the ACGL showdown was that I didn't want people to feel used and exploited mm. or anything, mm. which is why when I invited them, I was like, listen, it's only two hours yeah. for, this, for the charity, and then you have no other further obligation um, in exchange. I can't, I can't pay you, unfortunately. I don't have the, the money for that. But in exchange, Crytek has given us some game keys and DLCs. So, you know, you can keep it for yourself or give it away. Um, and we'll obviously promote the crap out of you. Um, if you're posting things on socials, you know, they'll retweet and boost your tweets. Mm. That's what I can offer you. No, I'll, I'll say, um, Rishka, as a standalone creator, you manage to pull a lot more strings than we've seen brands do when they have whole budgets to throw at these things. Um, you single-handedly got into in touch with Crytek. You know they were obviously more than happy to to collaborate with you, but you also just put so much good work into it. Like you made a good setup. You made sure everybody understood. You know things were organized well in advance, and things were you've done it before. Obviously, we could tell. You know it wasn't your first event. It wasn't a trial run for anything. Things went smoothly. At the end of the day we also look at it and say this is a charity event we're not expecting to be paid for it 
Um, but there are instances where, as you say, we do get exploited um, mm-hmm. for such events. But to be continued another day, I think. Unless you have oh, yeah, what absolutely. to say, we should make. No, we should make a note of this and actually go into mm. more detail about like events and uh, yeah, creators and the experiences from it and that. Um, yeah, and just where we can get can go better than that. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on, but still on the I think community side of things. I want to, well, we want to touch back on uh, an event that happened in the Twitter sphere and that is kind of still rolling on today to some extent um, with people, I guess, being catty in the community, gatekeeping, whatever you want to call it. People complaining about the circle jerk um, of certain creators, <laughs> ourselves included, who constantly i don't know are blowing air up each other's asses or whatever they want to say um but um problematic creators within the space actually um people who have this very self-righteous idea that they're not getting recognition where it should be deserved but actually in the background you know I think there's people that need to do some introspection. Are you are you working as hard as the people you're pointing fingers at? Um, there's been a like an influx on Twitter over the little last little while of people complaining about certain creators doing jobs and getting jobs that they shouldn't be there for because there's someone more suited to it. Or why are we hearing the same person over and over again? Where's the variety? And I think it's it's an important point to make in some cases, but in a lot of these cases, the people who are finger pointing, um, I don't know if they have a leg to stand on, to put it that way. Um, yeah, I've yet to see anyone who's made those types of comments actually do anything relevant over the past year. Yeah. No, let's put it, it's let's put it at further. that 365 days. What have you done in the last year that you think deserves recognition and do you think is better than these people you're pointing fingers at? Because, okay, I think we're being, we're being quite kind of vague about it, but um, Rishka and Julia Bish-Robson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rishka and Julia Bish-Robson on, was it Friday morning last week? Thursday, Thursday morning. morning. Thursday morning, we're invited to the Espresso Show. If you're on South African TV at all, you know the Espresso show runs at like 6 a.m. on SABC2, I think. Um, and Grant Hines, one of our community faves, he's a forerunner of gaming in South Africa, has been in the industry for about 15 years now. And I'm sure is one of the people that's paved it, paved the way for it to be what it is today. Um, he runs a gaming segment on Espresso. And... Every now and then when there's something exciting, like the Valorant Invitational happening or Rishka's Femmes and Thems from last year, um, they get screen time or Grant gets screen time to highlight this event and put a public eye on it. Because we know like when these kind of events happen, it's the community only that hears about it. And if we want to grow this community, we do need to stretch out into the public space because um, there are people out there who don't necessarily know a whole lot or who are completely unaware but interested in these kind of events. Um, so Bish and Rishka were invited to Espresso to talk about the Valorant ZA Invitational um, and the fact that South Africa finally has Valorant servers. Oh my gosh, big whoop in all senses of it. Yep. Um, 
and Carrie First and ACGL hosted this Invitational this weekend and Fish and Rishka were just invited to let the public essentially know a little bit more about it and just spotlight it. Um, and literally a few hours after the show, there were already a bunch of ingrains going onto Twitter and saying, why were those two up there? Why couldn't we get a pro from the scene or someone who actually knows about this game talking about it? Um, and from my point of view, I understand sometimes people saying, oh, we should get a pro in to talk about it, etc. But we also need to look at the circumstances around this. Um, as with most productions, you know uh, that you're going to appear on screen a day or two before um you get called up quickly and they say hey we want to feature you quickly you know um are you available yes or no cool a lot of the time most of us if we feel like we're not qualified we're going to send a message and say hey sorry i don't feel like i'm best for this but here's so and so person if they can get hold of them they will if they can't you're more than likely going to show up but in this instance i want to know the grounds for which rushka and julia were not qualified to show up on the show. Um, Julia, anybody with two eyes will know, Julia was in the Counter-Strike Pro scene for years, is the most successful woman, I think, in esports in South Africa um, at, the, at the moment. She owned DNMK Esports, might I remind you, an org which she started from the ground up on her own, which was highly successful. Um, and she's gone on to do amazing things into the esports space um, and is still doing so. And Rushka as well is a variety gamer by all means of the word. Rushka plays anything, you know, I think most of you do know that she does like hunt streams, um, but Rushka has been playing card. I, I say this as if you're not here, you can speak for yourself as well. <laughs> but card, my, I've got a lot of time in Battlefield. Um... So I'm comfortable with FPS games. And then I got into Valorant at the moment though, with the server I, you know, popped up. I was like, cool, let me get back into Valorant. Because obviously I had a Valorant Riot account forever and I never play League. That's one thing I've never touched <laughs> is League. Don't. But I've touched Valorant in the past and I was like, this is dog shit. So when we got servers, I was like, cool, let's get back into it. Let's see what it's about. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Um... And people are saying, uh, people unqualified to have an opinion on this, I think, um, uh, we're saying why are these two, and, and it's, I want to, I'm going to label it this way. Cause this is how it came across, but it was like, why are these two women up here talking about an FPS game essentially? Um, and I don't even know where to go, like where to start on this. I don't know, Rishka, you can give your thoughts while I collect mine. So I'm just going to explain like how I got invited and that and like what went down before I was on the show and stuff. Um, just so that those listening have a bit of background um, about the situation as well. So um, at the Shift Gaming Experience um, at Annie to Grant and we were speaking about it and then I asked him about presenting on tv and that and like what you need to do and where do you start and that i'm just genuinely genuinely interested but also our friend um actually not my name our friend our friend is very interested in becoming a presenter and this friend was with me standing with grant so i was kind of fishing um for like internship opportunity or something for my friend without you know outright saying it 
And then Grant got the impression that I was fishing for myself, that I was interested in presenting one day and I want to know more. And if you could ever just go to the espresso show and just make coffee, you know, and just stand around and learn stuff with, you know, the hopes of getting opportunity. Because this is what people do when they network, right? This, mm-hmm. is why, this is how you hustle. This is an example of hustling. This is an example of networking. Okay. I feel like some people need to hear this. This is how you network. Um, and that little conversation was obviously at the back of Grant's mind when, you know, the Valorant um, Invitational came up and he needed to talk about it on this Espresso show. So um, he messaged me um, and Nick messaged me as well from ACGL. So not only did Grant want me to do it, but so did Nick, you know, you know, Nick, the whole owner of ACGL, um, also handpicked me to do it. Um, and then I was like, no at first because i knew i already knew that this was going to happen um so i told nick i told grant listen get someone who is extremely passionate about valorant on the show um grant was like it's tomorrow i don't know anyone qualified more qualified than you right now to be available at five o'clock in the morning tomorrow to speak on on this topic um i cannot think of anyone right now and i don't have time to find someone um, you're perfect, you're going to do well, and you're also more than um, qualified to speak on it. Even if you're playing the game just for a day, you're still a gamer, you're relevant, you know, mm-hmm. which is enough that you're already in the conversation right there. But even then, I knew, like, I know I'm going to get shit on Twitter for it. There's going to be some salty person that's going to have a problem with me speaking about violence. Um, so I was adamant, I was like, this is not, like, we need to, we need to change this up a bit. And then the questions came through, and, um, the espresso team actually thought I was a pro Valorant player because there was like some mix up on communication. And then I was like, guys, <laughs> I am not a pro player. Let's not actually disrespect the actual <laughs> pro players out there right now by asking me questions about being a pro player and whatever. We need to change these questions or you need to find a pro player in the little time you have. And they were like, okay, no. Um, and then that's when I suggested that suggested that, that is it suggest- why is my brain freezing about suggested right now? That, that sounds worry. so weird. You're good. It's good. You're good. You're good. Suggested. Suggested. Oh my goodness. Anyway, (laughs) that's when I made the suggestion that we bring on Julia because I know Julia's in Cape Town. Julia has been in the esports scene for a very long time and she has been grinding Valorant. So she can speak on it um, from an esports perspective. Um, So I suggested Julia and they were like, perfect. Let's get Julia on board. I messaged Julia. I knew she was going to be available because she's a full-time content creator. She's more than qualified to, you know, do these kinds of things as well. Perfect. So then I pitched to Espresso and Grant that I speak from it from a casual perspective. You know, a newbie, someone eager to get into it. And then Julia can speak from the esports side of things. That makes sense, right? That makes sense. 100%. So there is absolutely no way we should have been dealing what we dealt with on Twitter. But, hey, it happened. Um, despite all of that, the show, you know, the morning segment went really well. I got some really good feedback and that's kind of all just that I'm going to focus on. Yeah. I think what, as you said, networking, the important part and what Mm -hmm. people put less emphasis on as I feel like as content creators, um, and as people who end up in the public eye and in media a lot is that there's some soft skills you need to develop as well. And it's not to say the pro players don't have these soft skills either. But mm-hmm. I feel like people do forget that if you're going to be a content creator, you're going to be a public figure, media personality, you know, you need to 
in some senses, I don't want to say be well-spoken, but, you know, you need to have that, that something that streamers have as well. You know, you need to engage an audience. Um, network is an important, is an important part because you can't just be, you know, going live, then posting clips online, putting a few tweets out and calling it a day. You know, you need to be ready to get out there, get on the ground, interacting with people. Um, and these are all skills that you and Julia both have have both honed over the last who knows however many years um and which make you very um like very uh i don't want to say attractive but which make you very good candidates for showing up in media and representing our community community from a media standpoint as well um and that's why it's just when people come out and they have these snarky comments about why were you chosen it's instead of doing that, think about why someone else was not chosen, why you were not chosen in the first place. Do you put yourself out there? Are you putting in more effort than just pressing go live on your stream every day, getting your few gaming clips and sticking it out there? Like, are you putting yourself in a position that makes brands, that makes people, that makes media want to work with you? Um, so yeah. Just on that note, um, the fact that I can't think of any pro valorant players and i i can't begin to know everyone right the fact that i could not think of a pro valorant player that's been doing this forever who would have been the perfect person in cape town to quickly go to the espresso show last minute just shows that if they even if there is someone that exists that could have done that that should have taken that space they're not marketing themselves well yeah they're not networking that's properly. all they're just they grossly underrepresented or i don't know but they're not out there. They're not putting themselves out there enough, mm. or they, they're in the wrong crowd or they're just not networking. Whatever the reason is, we don't know about them. Yeah. And if we should know about them, then by all means, send them our way, like push them forward. Yeah. But instead we're dealing with people complaining about it and throwing things in the air on Twitter. And yet we still to this day don't know anyone because they haven't given us any names to this day. Mm. And it's, you know, networking doesn't start at this, as this big thing, like going to Comic-Con or Rage or whatever, you know? It's commenting on Twitter, liking posts, showing up in chat, like being active in someone's chat, um, you know, interacting on that level. Mm -hmm. And then these interpersonal relationships grow where we do then eventually see each other at IRL events. You get talking, you know, more. I think it's mm -hmm. also we know each other and we know what like our strong points are, I suppose. Um, I know mm -hmm. that like Rushka is a variety gamer who also speaks out on topics such as this you know pressing topics within the community but who has a focus on for example you know growing the community within south africa for like i don't say gaming for good because it's not necessarily like for a charitable reason but it's for the reason that gaming is a safe space for us all to exist and to connect with each other and we want to grow that you know whereas if we're looking at it from a pro player's point of view they probably definitely almost have similar interests it's just that when it comes to us quote-unquote casual gamers versus them i'm sure they know each other within their circles but we don't we don't overlap a whole lot um mm -hmm. and that goes for many spaces within the gaming scene you know it goes for the fighting game scene the fps scene the mmo scene the moba scene etc etc like we're all within our own little niches but the overlap is so difficult to overcome without networking. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the overlap is variety, so... Yeah. The overlap is 
you seeing that oh my gosh i'm playing valorant i've been trying it out lately let's jam a few games together you know it yeah. starts with something as simple as that it's rishka hosting a hunt event which is a game that very few people play uh more have probably heard of but we've never tried it okay cool there's an invitational or i've got a game key to share with you would you like to jam with me you know um mm-hmm. and it's leading back to what you said rishka in that we need to host more of these events for each other um Mm -hmm. so that we can grow the community and we can expose each other to these things and so that we can say we all get to know each other as well yeah and it's it's also you need to look at it from the standpoint of a one for one is a win for all because if one person is succeeding you know it's it's a it's a way being paved for the rest of us to follow along easier and a way for us all to get our moment in the spotlight at the end of the day as well i'll go back to um the valor tony that happened i because i didn't know any pro players in the valorant scene that's when i discovered mangalorean that's when i discovered how good you know hachi is so these types of events you know help us meet new people and um yeah, I wouldn't have known about Mangalorean if it wasn't for this event. Mm. Because again, I'm coming from a casual perspective. Unless you are heavily into esports and into the foul scene, that's the only way you're going to know. Yeah. But if you want to reach a bigger audience, if you want to be considered for, you know, brand deals or marketing or whatever, espresso show, you need to put yourself out there, mm-hmm. which I feel a lot of creators aren't doing. So yep. I don't understand why they're complaining when they're doing the bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Because a person with, 300 followers and like a basic two likes per tweet will come out and give this fat lukewarm opinion but what have you done do you think you deserve to be up there rather and if so why what makes you qualify what what qualifies you for that hmm? when your socials interactions are mainly griping on about other people's success and having an issue or having being on the wrong side of history essentially 80 percent of the time you know, what do you expect to get from that? Is that your entire personality or is there actually more substance to you? Do you actually have something to contribute to this community? He doesn't. No. Anyway, to this Bali, who's probably going to listen to this episode because he's mildly obsessed with us. Yeah. If you can actually put forward names of Valorant players that you know Any players. nailed the Espresso show, like that would have been that's in Cape Town first of all to have done it last minute send it send it our way Mm. I've yet to see like through that whole disgusting thread that happened I've yet to see any names that come forward they were again just putting things in the air just saying like you know thumb sucking but I didn't see any names yeah so I still don't know you know who's who's more qualified yeah me myself or Julia to be on the show there's there's a lot obviously yeah and Jove if you were in Cape Town obviously if Annie was in Cape Town obviously Something yes. else I want to say yes, as well. Valorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I want to say as well is um, very often people forget the market that you're talking to during events like this or during media instances like this. Um, and you need to remember that the, the media show, the media house, whoever it is, is catering to that. So sometimes maybe, yes, a pro player point of view definitely needed, you know, but we're looking at something like the espresso show. You know, this is something your parents, your aunts, your uncles, like watch early in the morning before going to work, your grands like sitting down watching it. They're going to share it to word of mouth with their 
younger audience, I suppose, or whoever they think is, um, would be interested in it. But you need to remember who you're talking to. And sometimes, sometimes a well-spoken, well-presented person is going to do better than someone who maybe doesn't know how to put a game or gaming terms in layman's ma in layman's terms um yeah just just wanted to add that little two cents in conclusion it was a nepotism that got me on the show it's because i'm more than qualified to be there yeah and i think and that's not taking away from the fact that there are people that are more deserving to be there there will always be people that are more deserving to do anything yeah period yeah that doesn't take away from the fact that i was also deserving of being there yeah you know we're not saying like as we sit here we're not saying that there's no one better qualified than us to do it because i feel like a big part of growth in being a specialist or someone highly regarded within your niche community whatever it is is acknowledging that there's always going to be someone better than you or someone more qualified than you it's just about sometimes it's you network better you're you're in the right place at the right time opportunity sprung at the right time you know and it would be i don't know disingenuous to ourselves to not capitalize on these moments as well because as much as there may be someone better suited to the job we're still suited as well and we also deserve our moment anyway in conclusion don't be an asshole. network be kind to others and then you'll also get opportunities like put your name out there don't Show be people what your content's about be lacquer yeah like come on this is this is common sense for real in other news um in more content creator-ish news here in, on home soil the dstv content creator awards happened this past saturday the i don't know what the date was guys like the 9th of september i think it was um and there were a number of reputable faces there. I mean, you can imagine it's the content creator awards in South Africa. So anybody who's anybody on the socials was there. Um, and the content creator awards, it was the second year it's been run this year. Um, and DSTV have organized a bunch of categories. So anything from sports to dancing to some stopping content has a moment there. Um, and there are a number of nominations this year. Um, two people from within our community, Kelly Kicks. You guys would have remembered mm -hmm. Kelly from DNMK. Um, she got nominated under the dance category. Um, she unfortunately did not win, um, but a nomination in itself is still fantastic. And then oh, secondarily, right, right, right. Props to, and I think Kelly also was. Today. Happy birthday, Kelly. It is. Happy birthday, Kelly. Shout out. Um, <laughs> And I think Kelly was also the only woman of color in the dance category that was nominated. Um, so already there also big strides. And then secondarily, Sam Teckel, right? You guys would know her, was nominated under the sports category. And I think her podcast, I will, um, I'll have to go double check, but I think Sam's podcast was also nominated in the podcast of the year award um, category um sam unfortunately didn't pull through or yo that sounds so bad sam unfortunately didn't win in any of those categories but on that same night was the south african 40 under 40 awards 
which I didn't know what is a thing. I've heard of the Forbes 40 under 40, 30 under 30, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but South yeah. Africa has its own one, which is curated to identify the most influential and accomplished people within their professions. Sam was nominated in the sports category and actually won. Um, Amazing. Right? Right? So I don't... Imagine, imagine Sam's week, like, attending multiple award shows. Hey. Hey. Co- miss like, congeniality no for no? real for real all of us like Get on my level bitches. every time we'd be seeing sam or snare or anybody else competing or doing their thing on a nationally or even globally recognizable level it's always just ah, it's so good to see because guys they they really are putting a spotlight on South Africa for the rest of us and more specifically on esports in South Africa for the rest of us. And I mean, the Valzede servers also is, it's been a good year for gaming in South Africa. I think I like to think, um, I mean, Valzede servers means we're getting a spotlight on the local competitive scene. Oh, actually on Valzede, rewind. Red Bull Campus Clutch. I know we mentioned it. It's ongoing. The qualifiers have been happening and the finals are going to be happening at Comic-Con again this year, I think. So once again, we're going to have a South African team representing us internationally. And hey. they will not be ping-diffed this time around. Because when the boys mm-hmm. go to LAN, it is going to feel like LAN. It's going to feel like home. So all this time we've all been saying ping diff, we're getting ping diff. People are finally able to actually just display their actual skill level now that we've got this ping buff. Um, but yeah, I mean, all these award shows that are happening that we don't even know about. I'm, I'm so glad they're being put within our vicinity. We're hearing about them and I'm glad that we've got people representing us there and actually winning as well not just we're not just taking nominations home anymore we're taking wins and i love that and then i think to wrap up tonight's episode we'll branch out into i want to call it the rest of the africa in the rest of africa but the rest of the world more like it as a whole um you haven't already heard there's a group there's a community online called melanin gamers um and they sort of have a mission i think quite close to my heart probably quite close to your heart as well rushka um their aim is to promote diversity and inclusion within the gaming space around the world um and they do this in a number of ways they do host events they've got an online community um that is very active um and it's gamers of color around the world that come together to try promote and show that Gamers of color do exist out there and we deserve our space in this world. Um, and recently, and by recently, I mean now at the beginning of August, they announced a partnership with Logitech UK. So it's Logitech UK because they are London based. Um, but I think this is huge. Um, Melon Gamers have a number of, I guess, what they, uh, I guess content creators essentially. Um, they don't operate like an org. But they do have streamers that do represent them, content creators that represent them. And we're going to see this Logitech love spread across these creators as well. Um, and I think oh, it's just it's just a really nice note to end on. Um, knowing that there is 
there's people that are not just like us, you know, or there are people that are like us, but not just us out there that are aiming for the same goal, because it's something we talk about very often, but representation matters, um, especially in a, a scene that's so divided um, and in a scene where people of color aren't at the forefront a lot of the time. And a lot of the time when they are, it's as a result of, you know, um, they're fighting against the cause and bad energies coming their way for trying to just speak out on these rights. Rishka and I can atone for that or yeah, we can speak out about that for however long, you know. Um but yeah, so I mean we all know as content creators how difficult it is to get brand partnerships. So I mean a brand as large as Logitech is something fantastic to hear about partnering with them. Logitech as well is a brand that we've seen that speaks out against um, homophobia, transphobia, racism, etc. Very, very often. Um, and it's very refreshing to see that they're putting their money where their mouth is as well, um, which is something we don't very often see. But yeah, um, Rishka, let's join Melon Gamers. I foresee big things for us there. <laughs> Soon you're going to see Bantabit on their page, guys. Bantabit as a subsidiary of Melon and Gamers. How do you join Watch the them? space. I would definitely join. You actually, I will send you the link. We can join them. I'll send you a link. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But um, I think I think that's us. That's it for us this week. We should be back to regular episodes from. Cool. It'll be from the episode before this. We've got our lives thing. kind of in order. Did I forget? <laughs> And on that bombshell, <laughs> <laughs> good night. <laughs>